With the coronavirus, it's a new sports world, which is to say one of non-competition. But for one league, Monday, March 16th, marked business as usual. The NFL stuck to the calendar and opened the free agency period. By the time star columnist Sam Mellinger and Vahe Gregorian finished recording what started out as a Facebook Live, the Chiefs had put a franchise tag on Chris Jones, made it clear they wanted to keep linebacker Damian Wilson, running back Damian Williams, tight end Deion Yelder, and offensive lineman Andrew Wiley. Among those not part of the future plans is defensive tackle Xavier Williams, the former Grandview High star. We present it now on Sportsbeat KC, the Star's daily sports podcast. So here are Sam Vahe and me, Blair Kirkhoff, talking about our weekend without sports. There's going to be many of those, but mostly the Chiefs. We're on the Red Zone Extra channel, and we are here to talk sports with you today, such as it is. Um, we're going to talk Chiefs mostly because the Chiefs are what's what's kind of happening. Um, but a lot's really happening in the um, in the world, and who better to share this time with than the esteemed Sam Mellinger, yeah. the honorable Vahe Gregorian. Esteemed. Yeah, I'm not honorable. <laughs> <laughs> I think you went the right way with that, Blair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you guys watch any sports this weekend? We obviously didn't cover any sports. There wasn't anything here, and there wasn't anything going on anywhere, but there was sports on TV, I went uh, to, replay stuff. Did you watch anything? I went to sports clips. <laughs> And I found out it was not just a bunch of movies. They do, they do haircuts. And they have sports um, on. Oh, that's and, part of the shit, right? they did. Right? And it was, it was UFC. Because um, that was, that was and live. And I think that, I'm pretty sure that was live. Um, it, and it's funny, though, you say that. And one of the things, looking at the paper yesterday, I was in here Friday, and Daniel, uh, our, our guy working on the uh, five-day planner and on the, uh, the, the TV uh, radio stuff, was like, there's nothing to put in there for Sunday. And it was everything on the Sunday listing, all four items were taped. Uh, pardon me, three of the four items were taped. The fourth, it was a bowling thing that was still going on. So that's, that's uh, what, I, what I came across this weekend. I did watch sports this weekend. I watched. Oh, uh, I always you watch. Yeah. Live? You watch them live? In yeah. person. In person. Yeah. Um, uh, I watched my kids take some hacks in the backyard. I saw a video park. of that. That was pretty cool. And then. Uh, maybe the highlight of my six years as a dad, we sat on the couch and we watched Bo Jackson highlights. <laughs> and when they were over, we watched more Bo Jackson highlights. And it was, it was fulfilling. Well, how did the kids enjoy it? Uh, I went one for two. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I think you left us hanging also with your column the other day. How did the dance party go? It was great. It was great. Okay. Although I tried to turn it, uh, Katie had on, uh, you know, the kids had their playlist and it's basically like, pop it's like a lot of imagine dragons and stuff like that and i wanted to go clean clean playlist but 90s rap just you know my childhood bring it to them and they were not having it <laughs> Big, <laughs> biggie was a, a specific point in time it turns out so bringing my childhood to them i yeah, love that yeah it didn't work didn't work i saw the uh, i saw the the video clip that you put on social media you got a lefty Gotta, yeah, uh, yeah. So much he's all the left lefty. Side. Is he's he all lefty? lefty? And and you know what they say about like like lefties are just kind of screwy. Yeah, it's accurate, at least <laughs> in, in our house. That kid. So you're saying he comes by it naturally? Yes. But also that you did not like literally twist the other arm into him becoming a lefty. <laughs> no. Not, you know what's funny is I tried okay. with our first. I was like, you know, because <laughs> like I would say, like Scott Downs probably took really good care of his parents. You know, 
Um, <laughs> but he just wasn't having it. But the the younger one, man, he just he does everything. He hits his brother left-handed. Mm, right. He uh, he eats right. left-handed. Like everything's left-handed with him. True southpaw. Yep. Our buddy uh, Brian LaBerge noticed. Uh, looks like you have some good social spacing. Nice work, a team. Yeah. You know. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Long overdue for the social spacing. Be able to use this as an excuse, get a little distance. So we did. We obviously we're trying to uh, make light of some of this, but uh, we, we part, in the spirit of making light, we have uh, had we just had the Seinfeld reference a little earlier to the, the one thing that might come of this is some eradication of close talkers. God, I hope or, so. Or at least a pause, a, yeah. a good yeah. healthy pause. Yep. The one true silver lining. Yeah. Yep. Am I a close talker? Does it turn out? No. Okay. I don't, none of us should be afraid to say, just speak up. Just please speak up yeah, a little right. bit. <laughs> Step back and speak, speak up. up. <laughs> so, yeah, these are, um, these are different times. Uh, we would be spending today, in, in any other year, planning our travel for yeah. the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think we were pretty all assured of going to Omaha and following the Jayhawks, the only team that was going to qualify. Take that back. Kansas State did win its first Big 12 tournament game. The Wildcats were still alive in the they college were. basketball season, as were the Tigers, yep. who didn't get a chance to start the uh, the Southeastern Conference tournament. But here we are uh, in the uh, uh, in the, the the studio, not making travel plans. In fact, canceling a lot of travel plans. I guess I did that on Thursday and Friday, maybe Friday. Well, it, look, it had, it had taken on such a uh, obviousness, I guess, that one way or another, it was going to be. Omaha, Houston, or St. Louis, maybe St. Louis, Houston, or maybe mm. Indianapolis, but we'd all booked that stuff. Um, and it is weird, just the last 24 hours in particular, though, all we've been doing is taking stuff off the table as we sort of reset and try to reassess. But Blair, I think since 1985 or something, this weekend has always been frantic Sunday night oh for you. God. And for me, it's been since like 1990. And for Junior, it's been like, <laughs> you know, since 2000. But no, but all of us are used to, for a good 20 plus years, right? That this is, yeah. this is, uh, it's the best uh, month of the year. The, the time where you really feel that, that sort of abrupt loss of it, right? And this week in particular, I think really holds that. We'd be breaking down the bracket in addition to making plans, right? Arguing about, um, you know, where the upset specials were going to be, what 12s were going to handle the fives, and who was the who's going to come off the pace, who's the, you know, who's going to be the the surprise Final Four team, and it's just it's just sort of unreal that that's not going to happen. Did you do anything in particular, either of you guys, at 5:30 yesterday? I mean, I I, I was just like driving around. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it, it just it, I keep thinking this isn't an original thought, but like it's just how quickly everything happened, of. You know, like a week ago right now, um, I was pretty sure that they were going to play games without fans, which I think was like further along the spectrum than uh, most people were. Yeah. But I was pretty sure they'd play the games, you know? Like I would have bet a lot of money they'd at least play, like this, like last Monday. And, cause I, and I remember thinking like, uh, you know, a bunch of people were joking about like, I'm going to self-quarantine and watch the NCAA tournament. And I'm like, ah, that's pretty sweet, you know? like. Worst ways to spend two weeks or whatever and just nothing. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how, Jesse Newell posted, you see that picture he posted about the, the stars, uh, the sports cover, like four days in a row? Oh, it's funny. I, we were talking about that, yeah. but I didn't realize Jesse had posted it that way. So just the changing tone of the Yeah, yeah, I mean, cover. it was like, everything's great, you know? And then it was like, oh, tournament held, you know, amid, amid fears. And then it was, <laughs> not going to have any fans. And then the next day it was like, 
Nope. Gone. Gone. I remember just crazy one, one in particular was sort of like crazy times, but still a tournament to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, Blair and I were over talking at, we were at the, it's the Kansas City Girls Prep, Prep, Preparatory Prep Academy. Yep. He's um, the same. Event. I know. <laughs> um, that the Big 12 and, and uh, the city of Kansas City and uh, I guess college football playoff were contributing to and had quite a nice time actually over yep. there seeing the operation. But we were there also to talk to Bob Bowlesby. And it was interesting. That was Tuesday, the Big 12 commissioner. And we got talking to him and it was still a little tentative, right? Like, oh, so you think there's really a chance you might might play a game without fans? Can, can you see a scenario? Do you see what, right. the, wouldn't that be weird? And, and so I remember coming back, Blair and I came back to the office and we were kind of like, I was like, it's fair to say there's a chance they will, won't, there really won't be fans on the stands, right? I might, I've got that right, right? Yeah. And the next day, we're in here and something else is going on. I look over at Blair and I say, it's, it's accurate to say that the world is in crisis, right? Is that, <laughs> is that the right term? And, and Blair's like, yeah, it's, it's crisis. That's yeah, where we are. And that really, I just felt like that 24-hour span. Yeah. But, you know, we all know this now. I mean, it's pretty clear and you can almost pinpoint the tipping point of the NBA decision as when everything else just went off the, off the rails or off the table, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, the, the idiot hero, as he's been called, yeah. which I thought was a fantastic column in the Toronto newspaper. Bruce uh, Arthur, uh, yeah. Bruce Arthur, Arthur our, uh, our buddy up there. But the tournament was going to happen, and then the Rudy Gobert NBA uh, situation happened on Wednesday night and Thursday. Um, we, we, got to, we all got to the Big 12 tournament at about 10.30, 11 o'clock, 10.30, quarter of 11, and uh, I was standing in line uh, waiting to get my bag checked to go into Sprint Center. And, I'm, and next to that line, there's a line for players' parents. And, uh, and of course, the li they were already li limited. The, 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 no, there were not going to be any fans in the stands, just parents. And there was a mother of a Texas player on the phone saying, you know, with her mouth agape, and said, we're not playing today. And this is before anybody knew it. So they told yeah. the teams first in the locker room, and then... We got into Sprint Center, and I think the press conference was about 11.15. That, and just like that, just in a series of um, ACC, Big cool. Ten, Pac-12, Big 12, all off. And then it was about 4.15 about in the afternoon. Uh, maybe it was 3.15, our time, um, that, uh, that the announcement came from the NCAA, no yeah. March Madness. Stunning. Yeah. Just stunning. So, yeah. But there is sports happening. Um, if it can happen over the phone... It's happening. That's right. yep. If it can happen in conference rooms and on teleconferences, it is happening. And it's happening now in the NFL. And there, it's been a busy, busy morning and early afternoon in the NFL. The, some of the trades are like eye-opening, and Chiefs have had to make some decisions on players, and we know some things now that we didn't know, that we had some good ideas about and suspected at the start of the day or going into the weekend. But now we know for sure Chiefs have franchise tag Chris Jones. It doesn't look like, uh, looks like Damian Williams is a part of the future here for the Chiefs. Uh, players like Deion Yelder, they want back. Uh, Andrew Wiley, they want back. But among those who we know won't be back, Xavier Williams, defensive tackle. Um, who am I missing? A couple others that uh, did not get tendered. But anyway, so things are moving with the Chiefs. And of course, Chris Jones is the as he has been throughout since the since the Super Bowl, really, and even before that, that's the that's the big story for for the Chiefs. So, break it down. What what does it mean uh, to franchise tag Chris Jones? Um, do we expect him? Do we expect him to be a member of the Chiefs next season? I I do, but I feel like also 
you're really more dialed, way more dialed in. I feel like you've been on, on the front lines with this and, and to that point also thrown it your way too in terms of the CBA. I mean, how does that affect, yeah. um, you got into that for your column today, but how does that affect their ability to do all this and what do you think about Chris Jones? It's, it seemed like a couple months ago that just sort of the people that matter with these things, that there wasn't a lot of optimism, that, 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 that a tag and trade was at least the most likely of, of all the scenarios. But I think that new CBA includes a path. And, and that path, I mean, it, it would still have to, it, it would still require some compromise on both sides, not necessarily financially, but I think that there's enough flexibility. There's, it's kind of nerdy or wonky, but the, you know, there's a 30% rule in the old CBA that, that players couldn't have a, a raise or a pay cut more than 30%. That's gone now. That's more flexibility. So I wonder if the Chiefs, and maybe Chris would still want to go to the open markets because there's two things that are true. Like Chris has said, I want to stay in Kansas City. I think that's true. But what he doesn't say is, I want to stay in Kansas City as long as that's the best deal. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what he means by that. But what if the Chiefs can offer him something like five years and $70 million guaranteed? You know, the total would be 100 and something, like Frank Clark's contract, but the guarantee is what matters. Right. And, and that guarantee would have to be a little bit creative, but you could, you, you could pay a big chunk of it up front. That's what's important, upfront money. And then also another big chunk in 2022 when the, when the, when the TV, TV deal, deal. Yeah, and then at that point, the, the salary cap skyrockets. So you can say, Chris, um, you wanted, um, and look, they were going for Aaron Donald money. I think that was like an open negotiation. That's like, so we <laughs> ask for the moon and settle for the star or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, but I think he would take Frank Clark money you know, I think that's the that's contract. That's better than Frank Clark money. If it's seventy million guaranteed, it is. It's 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 six and a half. I think Frank was sixty-three and a half. Yeah, yeah. So 60, sixty-two and a half for sixty-three. Sixty-two and a half for sixty-three and a half. So, so it's about a ten percent raise off mm -hmm. of that, um, and and he gets all his money. He gets to stay. And and look, he may decide. You know what? Maybe I can get five years, seventy-five million dollars guaranteed. And you guys had your opportunity to sign me for less than. You know, I was going to take a hometown deal last summer. That, those days yeah. are gone. But I just I. I I just wonder if that's if that's a path that exists now that either didn't exist or I didn't see that existed before the new CBA was was approved. That's interesting. Um, one, uh, a couple things here: the Calais Campbell trade today yeah. uh, from from Jacksonville to the Baltimore Ravens. Jacksonville got back a fifth round draft pick for what I think one of the premier defensive yeah. players at his position, that three four defensive end. I, you know, I'm thinking, wow, if that's all that Jacksonville got back for Calais yeah. Campbell, what are the Chiefs thinking that they can get for Chris Jones in a, in a tag yeah. and trade? Look, I, I think these two things are true. I think that um, they should have got more than that. I think but, so, too. But I also think that Campbell is like 35. He's 34. 34. And 15 million and wants a new contract. And all that. So it's not just... Not, not apples to apples. Yeah, is he worth more than a fifth-round pick? It's, it's, it's all, I still think that... <laughs> that kind of player should be able to bring back a yeah. third or something. The, the Ravens got the better of that deal. Yes, yes, yes. But, and I, I still believe, um, I, I keep going back to somebody who I, I know is really plugged in with these things, who thought that the compensation, the potential compensation that the Chiefs would get in a trade would be between what they got for D Ford, it would be more than what they got for D Ford and less than what they gave up for Frank Clark. Somewhere in there, which is pretty good. You know, if, if you can get a first and a second, somebody, you know, I mean, that's, that's yes. pretty good. 
I'm curious or what you guys. Or first third or whatever. Wait, I, you probably want to talk more about personnel. I, I'll come back to my point. Well, let's let's let, yeah. well let's um, the idea of Damian Williams. Uh, or Wilson. Uh, Wilson. Uh, well, both. Well, yeah, but, okay. Well, Damian Wilson too is another one that they've. Uh, I thought that was the new one. Mildly surprised okay. at that. I thought. Yeah. I think he's three point two. Yes, three point two. Seems like it could have saved some money there. He did play well. He was much better, uh, you know, in the playoffs in the last what five-ish games of well, the regular season. Well, he switched positions this yeah. year too. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the other thing. He, yeah. he, he was second on. the team on tackles, and he he was he ended up in terms of just numbers, number of plays, and um, you know, and snaps. He was their most second most productive linebacker. Yeah, I thought he was really good in the playoffs and really good in the Super Bowl. I mean, not like flash. He wasn't making you know like. Tyron Matthew kind of stuff, but just always around the ball, always seemed a smart player, uh, you know, always in the mix. And at 3.2, that's money that you can save, but that's not, you know, if, if you can get a productive player out of 3.2, you do it. Is there an early indication, and it's really early, but is there an early indication that they are going to do more to keep the band together than maybe we would have initially want. thought? That, that, that That's... Sort of the early yeah. message here. I think that's what they. I mean, it's what they should want to do. Like not yeah, only, I think every Super Bowl winner wants to do that, but you know, there, there's there's teams that win the Super Bowl with a roster that you think maybe has peaked, yeah, age wise, or maybe even is on the downslope. But you think you can squeeze another year, maybe two out of it. I believe that this team is still going up, and not just because of the quarterback, but you know, if you just look at uh, Travis Kelsey, is of the stars is the one that you would say is the closest to his athletic decline. Yeah. And I think he's 30. 29, and, 30, yeah. And I don't Maybe see anything 30. in the last four years, certainly, to indicate that he's going down. I mean, I don't think he's going to get better from here, but I, I think he might have a pretty damn good plateau. And, and he's, the, he's the worst, you know what I mean, of, of, right. in terms of age. I mean, Mitch, yeah. Mitch Schwartz is older than he is, but offensive linemen, age pretty damn well. Yeah. Tyron Matthew is what, 27, 26, now? 27. Um, Frank Clark 26, is 20, 27, 20, 25, yeah. 26, uh, yeah. Tyreek Hill is 25-ish. I think he's um, 25. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, Traverius Ward who came on is 23 or 22. Uh, Juan Thornhill, when he comes back, you know, I mean, they just, they're important guys. Damian Williams, you know, um, he's got some injury issues or whatever, but uh, McCall Hardman, uh, you know, I mean, it's just all those guys. And then not to mention the freaking quarterback, this unicorn quarterback who's 25. I mean, it's just, they are really well set up for the future. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they can keep everybody. It's just the reality of the NFL. People want to get paid. But, God dang, like that, that's what I'd want to do is like keep everybody together. Tell it's you what, really all team. those guys you just mentioned, and you're right, they won't be able to quite keep everybody, but they can keep a lot of those guys. That, that's a, that's a five-year Three to five year built in run. For sure. I, you would think so. Isn't it? I mean, right. I mean, that's just on the surface. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know, like, how injuries and, and all that stuff. And, you know, once you, you, you can get down in it a little bit, um, you know, Bashad Breeland, I think, is 28 ish. I kind of expect him to go sign a con, you know, three go years, cash 32. In. Yeah. He's got to cash in. He's been trying to cash in for a couple years, and um, he earned the hell out of whatever new contract. I mean, he, he made so many big plays. So many big plays. I mean, just, you know, in Detroit, in New England. I mean, it, it was Super just... Super Bowl. It, picking the Super, Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, big play after big play. Kendall Fuller's a really interesting case to me. Um, I, I don't... I could see teams giving him some Super Bowl shine that I expect Bashad Breeland to get. I could also see teams being like, in your contract year, you got pushed off your position, you got hurt. Hmm. 
you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also, I think he's 20, he's really young. He's like 24, 25. Right. Um, I think he's a guy that the Chiefs would love to keep around. I mean, he was an absolute pro. We talk a lot about how well Chris Jones handled his contract situation just as a man, yeah, as a pro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kendall Fuller had a, you know, he had some, he got hurt and yeah, asked to move position yeah. in, in a contract year and, and um, handled that terrifically. Um, both as a man and as a player. I mean, he played really well, too. I just, um, I wonder what happens with, with a guy like him as well. What are they going to do with Sammy Watkins? Uh, he's not going to be back on that deal. Um, but I, I could see him working out something. Um, he was Sammy really good in the postseason. Want that? Um, I don't think he's going to take less money, but yeah. he could restructure into, you know, making it a more palatable 2020 situation. But, you know, gosh, I mean, $14 million is a lot of money to save just by cutting one guy, especially when you just drafted McCole Hardman and, um, you know, you have this quarterback that you think can can stretch things a little bit. Or did the Houston Texans just trade DeAndre Hopkins, thinking there's Sammy Watkins out there ready, yeah. waiting to waiting to be grabbed? Yeah. Ooh. Man, just, I'm just sorry. I'm just, uh, we can trade DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> because we'll, we'll get Sammy Watkins. And it's the same thing. I like Sammy Watkins a lot, but whew, yeah. I, if we were doing this show, you know, like the Houston Chronicle version of Basically <laughs> if, if I was Jerome Solomon, that's what you're saying. <laughs> That'd be a show. <laughs> hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And... As always, thanks for listening. Well, you wrote about you know, your column this morning was about how the um, you know the CBA, which mm-hmm. was approved by the players in the most in the narrowest of sixty vote votes, yeah, with five hundred yeah. guys that didn't vote. Yeah, that was yeah. interesting Kinda too. Odd. So, what was it? it? Was twenty almost like twenty twenty one hundred voters or players? It was one thousand nine hundred seventy eight votes. I don't know why. I okay, that. okay, and, and, it, and it cleared by sixty votes. Yeah, boy, that's, and so the. Um, younger players wanted it because it increases minimum minimum wage basically and really helps the guys at the lower end, which is more than half of your roster anyway. Yeah. The the older veteran players, the money makers, didn't want it and were kind of out, outspoken about not wanting it. Um, but but it passed. And so, but you wrote anyway, Sam, that uh, it, it, it helps the Chiefs in a couple of ways, and you've already oh, addressed yeah. one of them with yeah. um, you know with the financially, but a couple other ways too. Yeah, um, yeah, and the Chris Jones, if they can get that done, that's that's the most important one. But um, you know, one look like th- this is for every team, but it guarantees labor peace through that's Patrick Mahomes' like age thirty-five <laughs> season, and so right, you know, it, it you know, there, there's still some residual, you know, you don't know how the Chiefs are going to chief, you just know that they're going to chief, and losing, you know, prime years of that guy to a work stoppage would be. Yeah, that would be vintage. You're really feeling that residual. Um, that, that's my take. I think some people sentence. do. Yeah. Not me. I, I think okay. I think he's changed everything. Yeah, I think I think I without too. him, 
maybe this virus happens two months ago. <laughs> you know, like I just, like it's just, I think they've gotten every break, man. Like Bill O'Brien messing up two straight fourth down decisions. Uh, I mean, it's just, they, they got the loss to the Titans turning into Terrell Suggs and they still effectively get the number one seed because they still host the FC Championship game. Like their luck, the last, with everything, virtually everything except for D Ford lining up offsides, their luck has been Unbeat. I mean, it's, no, it's no. been Dolphins beating the Patriots in week six, yeah. week seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a meme out there. I think of uh, it's like I think it's when when it's like twenty four nothing Texans and Patrick's like looking up at the scoreboard. It's <laughs> it's like the look he gives uh, coronavirus right before <laughs> right before he's going to lead Kansas City to the greatest comeback <laughs> yeah. ever. So there's hope out there, people. The, the other part of the CBA that I think will benefit the Chiefs is um, they're they're redoing the playoff format right yeah. and there's there's an extra wild card team and that's going to happen this year we'll talk about yeah. the 17th game that's probably not going to happen until 21 right but the playoff format's going to looks like that's going to change for 2020 yep and and so oh since i think 1990 with the two by system uh something like 51.6 or something like that percent of number one seeds have have made the super bowl and then 28 something like that percent of the number two seeds have made the super bowl so you're talking about 80 percent of teams that get a bye get to the Super Bowl. So this is hugely important. You would think that a team, again, with that quarterback and a good roster will be, will not miss the playoffs ever, Right. <laughs> you, you would think. And, and also, not just that, but be in contention for that bye more years than not. And, you know, we'll see how the data, like what, what we see, but it would make sense that the importance, the value, the advantage of a bye is even greater in this new system than it has been in the past. So if the Chiefs are able to get that bye, they're the only team um, in the NFL that's had a bye each of the last two seasons. And you would think that that advantage would just be amplified. And even if you're the number two, okay, it's not as good as being the number two last year, but now you still have a home game against a team that wouldn't have made the playoffs in the past. So I just, I think that this new playoff system amplifies the importance of getting the number one especially, but even a number two seed, and the Chiefs should be in the mix for that. I'll tell you what, I think it really hoses the two seed. I mean, now the two seed has to play three playoff games. Yeah. You know, that's that's the one seed that gets really inconvenienced, which is what the Chiefs were this past year, yep. a number two. Now, number one lost, so they got to play the AFC title game at home. But, man, now the two has to win three games to get to a Super Bowl. That's that's really, that's a chore. That's, that's hard to do. If you were going to bet over the next five years of the team in the AFC that would have the most number one seeds, wouldn't it be the Chiefs? The Ravens are the other choice. You and, know? I, and until Lamar Jackson shows me he yeah. can you know, win a big playoff yeah. game, he's, he's 0 for 2 as a playoff starter at home, yeah. and both games at home. Yeah. Both games low scoring. The Chargers two years ago and the Titans this past year, he hasn't been able to you know, get his team's offense yeah. going in those games. So, yeah, yeah, I think, <clears throat> yes, you give it to the, you give it to the team with the, with the best quarterback. So, I don't know. But starting in 2021, they're going to have to negotiate a 17-game schedule, regular season schedule. Yeah. You know, all of that, the extra playoff round and the 17-game schedule is to increase the revenue for the NFL. That's um, what um, X number more games being played in the regular season for the NFL in the 17-game 17 um, 17 season. So I, I think that that's why we're going to see a jump in the salary cap for 2021. There'll just be more revenue for for NFL teams, but 17 games, that's that's one thing that 
I think if you took the if you line I uh, if you took each of the, uh, the the issues in the CBA line by line, I think whether you're a, a veteran or a, a minimum wage type player, they all oppose the 17 game schedule. That you know the, the the younger players wanted the money, they wanted the revenue increase, but nobody seemed to be happy with the 17 game schedule. The owners really wanted the 17 game schedule. What's that going to look like? What is a 17-game schedule with three, now three preseason games going to look like? I think the first stories that I've heard are one year the NFC will get nine home games and the AFC eight, and then they'll flop them the next year. But what does that do with international games? What does that do with the Mexico and London games? Um, how are you going to – a team that has nine away games, are they going to make them go to – give up a home game to go to you know, Mexico City or London? It just yeah. – you wonder 17 if, games well, is odd. what's the full definition of neutral site too? I mean, what's that going to be, right? Well, or, or, or is maybe that's not even the right terminology that they use in the final language. But I mean, does this create a, you know, Cowboys and Texans playing in San Antonio, Chiefs and right. Bears playing well, in St. If, Louis? If, yeah, if but it, I think the first couple of years, uh, well, I don't think we're going to see those games early. I think we'll just see the international games and not neutral site games. They're going to have to figure out what neutral site games are, what they mean, and how they. Um, you know, just for competitive fairness, yeah. you know, who's going to play those and who, who, you know, heck, if you're a Chiefs fan, you want to see the, you want to see the, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos all give up home games to go play. Yeah. Yeah. Logistically, the yeah. one that makes sense is the one that you just mentioned about one year the NFC gets the, the game and, and the next year the AFC. And I, th I would assume that in that situation, the international games, if it's the AFC's turn to have the extra home game, they it's give the up AFC team that's given up that home, home game, game to you know to play international. Right. I would assume that that's the case, but I, I've always thought, and and this is not like me thinking. Like I think a, a lot of people have thought that the end game or the the goal here from the league's point of view is that everybody plays an international game, and that's yes. so you end still game. get yeah. eight, eight and one, yeah, basically. And I, I don't know if they can, you know, could you sell? I know you could sell it, but would you want to just do? Um, there's a game every week at Wembley. Um, you know, or and how about the Jaguars giving up two games, two yeah. home games this year to go to London? Ooh. Yeah, I just, um, I thought this didn't seem to catch much traction at all, at least in what I read and heard. But um, I thought with the seventeenth game, maybe you get another buy, and well, that would seem I, a little. I bit... thought that too, but now I'm reading that it's going to be played within the yeah. the regular schedule, beginning yeah. with the first preseason game through the end. So yep. maybe there is no. No. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. I just thought that that would have been that a was thing what from the, the players. Negotiating you know, point like, was gonna be. look, like yeah. player safety, whatever. Like we'll 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 do this extra game, but just and I don't know what the NFL, what what would the league's, um, uh, you know, sort of resistance on that be? If anything, it's like a longer schedule. It's more more yeah, weekends right. that you have football. <laughs> right, I don't think right. the networks would be into. I don't know. I I was surprised that that didn't catch more traction. And I guess one of the solutions I've heard. I don't know how practical it is, but. Um, Starters wouldn't play as many snaps during the game. At least you would, you know, you'd give them 16 game snaps over 17 games, basically. You know, yeah. and but how do you do that I with your quarterback? I, I don't know how that yeah. would work either. How do you do that with your quarterback? Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, I just competitive coaches. You get in the moment, like, no, we need you out there. I just, I, I don't know how that would work. But one thing we have seen is roster sizes are going to increase, right? Yep. From 53 to 55, yep. active rosters from 46 to 48, with one of those guys having to be an offensive lineman in the 48, and practice squad going from 10, uh, was it 12 to 14, I think, and you can bring two guys mm -hmm. up every week. So, I mean, from that standpoint, that's that's a response to a 17-game schedule. Yeah, it is. And th there are some real 
like, and I'm saying this to preface, like, I, I think that the, the players lost on this. It just seems like the deal's too long, um, and they gave up the one thing that the owners want. They will never have more leverage than they had with that 17th game. And it seems like they gave it up. They, look, like you, there, there's more jobs. Guys are going from 550 or whatever to closer to a million. You know, the minimum wage is going up. There, there's some real benefits. The players d didn't just get screwed. It just seems like they gave up that and, and in return got too much stuff that the owners don't care about. Like, what do the owners care about reduced practice snaps? What do the owners right, care about right. the marijuana test? What do the owners care about, you know, a lot of the, like, it's just, come on, guys. Like, this is the one time, like, NFL players probably will never again have that, that kind of leverage, and they just, you know, and they never will again. Ten years of labor peace, though, digging that. Oh, it's great for the owners. You know, again, it's great for the owners that they can, in 2022, they can, you know, we're giving you more football, <laughs> and, and you don't have to worry about any sort of work stoppage for at least, you know, at that point, eight years or whatever. It's going to be a bonanza. How about, um, before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about what else is happening in the NFL, starting with the Ryan Tannehill contract. Yeah. Um, how much of that, i got it written down here, how much the of that APR was, was 29.5. 62, yeah, 62 million guaranteed. Yeah. For Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. For a college-wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, I really like Brian Tannehill. I, I, like, I think that he's better than it seems like 95% of people who watch football think he is. Um, I, I think he's a good player. I think that he was surrounded by a lot of crap in Miami. And, For sure. You know, and and show, you know, came on, had a really good, what, 13 games or whatever. Uh, that's still too much money, you know? Like I, for, for a team that wants to contend, it's too much money. Yeah, it, it's just, look, the Titans have been a bad franchise, and, you know, they, they might look at this, I assume they look at this as, we've got a good roster right now, let's keep being a playoff team. But to me, if you're in the AFC, and three of the teams that aren't you have Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson, you got to do better. And, and I'm okay with Ryan Tannehill being your quarterback. Like, I, I think, again, I think he's a good player. I just don't think you need to pay him like he's the fifth right. or sixth best quarterback in the league. Like... You know, where was he going to go? Exactly. Yeah, I, just this, this bidding, and, and the Chiefs did it. Every team does it. The Chiefs did it with Alex Smith, who's a, you know, an above-average quarterback that they paid like, you know, a top eight kind of quarterback. You know, you, I get why it happens, but I just, I'm, I, a little bit surprised that teams haven't gone off that a little bit and said, you know what, let's 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 try to win with a cheaper quarterback and, and make the rest of the roster a little bit better because the difference in an average quarterback and Ryan Tannehill is not. The, the, the same as the difference between what we would pay an average quarterback and what we're right. having to pay Ryan Tannehill. Right. I also think it was interesting that the uh, the Titans made that statement right away. Right. That was the first big news yeah. that came that came uh, out of yesterday, and the Titans were a team that was kind of associated with Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Uh, because of uh, um, Vrabel, mm -hmm. the coach. Anyway, they were you know texting each other during the bas the Carolina basketball game, and uh, you know so you're thinking, oh, so what's what's going on here and and the other team that Brady's been closely associated with is the 49ers, his hometown, you know, his favorite team growing up. And his buddy Chris Sims uh, has said, that ain't happening. Yeah. You know? So was this all smokescreen for Brady? Is he going to be back with the Patriots? And we were all just... The Chargers are the other team that... The Bucks are one you know, that I've heard. Potentially that seem to be the inside track now, right? Yeah. That's, that's the notion. I mean, it's, it seems like he'll go back, I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, the other thing, like... Here's a little thought experiment. If you're if you're the Titans, just for 2020, for 2020, would you rather have Tannehill or Brady? That's a good question. I think I'd rather have Tannehill. Me too. Um, he I was, think Brady has fallen. 
He was nine and three in the regular season. Mm-hmm. You know, nine and three for a team that started whatever they started to get to nine and three, mm-hmm. and uh, and then won at New England and mm-hmm. won at Baltimore, mm-hmm. and and led the Chiefs by ten in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. I agree with you that I think Tannehill's pretty. He's somewhat limited, but I think he's the best option for Tennessee right now because you got Derrick Henry, and you know, Derrick, he's a beast. He's yeah. the best running back I think in football. Are you going to start over at quarterback if you don't re-sign Ryan Tannehill, or if you're yeah. going to basically you start over with Tom Brady? Yeah. I think this is the best situation for Tennessee, and I'd look at Tennessee to be favorite in this division, along with the Chiefs, the Ravens, um, and I guess the Patriots. I guess you know in the East. If if Brady goes back or either. Yeah, way. I don't Probably think it, actually it doesn't matter at this yeah. point. Although the Bills, I don't don't forget about the Bills. So yeah. anyway. All right. Hey, look, thanks for uh, joining us today. We really enjoyed talking to you. It was really nice to talk some sports. We didn't get to do much of that this weekend. And uh, we'll be doing this. We'll be, we'll be back talking mm-hmm. sports on, on Facebook Live. And, and certainly every day uh, this week and into next week on the Sports Beat KC podcast. So uh, please give that a listen. You can find it on, on YouTube, on Stitcher, on Megaphone. So anywhere you uh, download your favorite podcasts, you can find Sports Beat KC. So for Sam and Vahe and Beth Welsh, who always steers us the right way in these things, uh, thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our producers, Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Also, a cap tip to Sam and Vahe for hanging out with me. We'll be back tomorrow with another Sports Beat KC. This is where I tell you to follow the sports coverage in the Star and on KansasCity.com. But really, with so much happening in the world, your local news is the best source of information. No paywall for coverage of this medical emergency. So continue to follow the coverage of the coronavirus in the Star and KansasCity.com. And please be safe.